It's real easy to slip off of, real easy to, like we just talked about, coast and assume because things are good and they are good that, that faith is not required. But that's just not true. Faith is always required. I would like for you to turn in your Bible with me this morning to the book of Galatians. Let's, let's look at what faith believes. Now, this will be basic. This will be like everybody goes, that, that, was, that was easy. But sometimes it's the easy things, the basic things, the, the, the foundational things, that if we slip off of those working on uh, tweaking, that we lose our foundation. In Galatians chapter 2, the Lord wants us to each have a plan this next year, this year. Uh, he, he's got us, he's, he's endeavored to put together a specific blueprint for each one of us. And it's very important that we pay attention, that we don't just say uh, what will be will be or say it's always been good, it'll continue to be good. And we certainly want that good expectation. But we've got to make sure we stay in faith. Faith is what changes everything. It says in Galatians 2 verse 20, the Apostle Paul said to the church here, he said, I am crucified with Christ. And then he put a nevertheless... Because crucified means you're dead. I'm crucified. I'm dead. Nevertheless, I live. <clears throat> Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I live by the faith of the Son of God. I live by the... I draw my life, I live my life, I express my life in the faith of the Son of God. So we don't even have to come up with our own faith. We just use His, the God kind of faith. We just, we just start emulating Him and everything will be like Him then. Slip over to Romans chapter 10, please. Romans chapter 10. Look in verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing. So then faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So then faith cometh by hearing. Now, this is important. It doesn't matter how a pep talk comes or a motivational uh, speech or a good confession. Good confession. Positive confession is what the world says. The word says that faith cometh by hearing. Now the word cometh there is in italics, so it's not in the original. So there's several words that could fit there just as well based on context. We know that, that, that faith is already in us. When we're born again, the faith of God is put inside of us. So to say that faith cometh by hearing would be a little bit misleading in that it tends to think that tends to imply that it's born by hearing but it's not born by hearing we are born again with the faith of the son of god and that's what galatians 2:20 said the life i live i live by the faith of the son of god but another word could go in there cuz it's very important that we hear and hear the word so faith perhaps is uh, more accurate to say it hearkens Faith hearkens by hearing and hearing of the word. Hearkens. We're calling on it. 
Another word is arises. So if you don't hear the word of God, the, the God kind of faith that came in at the new birth will not arise. So it'll be there, but it'll be like a lot of things that are in Christians that have not hearkened or arose. It'll be in the background. It's there. And the new birth is there, and you're going to go to heaven no matter what you do with it, even if you don't get your, your uh, who you are to hearken. But it, 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 has, it has to hear the word of God. Another word might be uh, is awakened. Faith awakens by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Awaken. Everybody in here knows, we all know, that when you read the word of God, when you put your, your uh, meditation on the word of God, after just a few minutes, you know what it feels like. And we're not going by feelings, but you know things have been awakened. Things have been stirred up. Things have been, uh, are hearkening when you read the Word of God, especially if it's been a few days or whatever. Another one might be is inspired. Faith is inspired by hearing the Word. So we have a little baby, as it were, faith inside of us. I live my life by the faith of the Son of God. So a deposit, everything that we have need of when we're born, is every bone, every muscle, every nerve, every tissue is there, but it's in miniature, and it's undeveloped. Well, same thing when we get born again. Our faith is in there, but it's undeveloped. It's not going to be moving mountains or anything. But when it hears the Word of God, that faith, not, not our soul, not our mind, not our our uh, will, but our spirit man, the faith of the Son of God, arises. And it, it takes hold, and then it is activated. That's another word we could use. So let's compare this to like a motivational talk. We could say that a motivational talk or positive confession, con positive uh, uh, sayings, they, they sound like faith. And indeed, faith has all the attributes of these things. It has, it has some, it says, faith says something. So you could say, well, so does my motivational talk. So does my positive confession. It says something. Uh, we know that faith turns out well. And you could say, well, my, my confession and my motivational talk turns out well. But the world, but, but faith is not a witty saying, and it is not something that turns out, even though it does. It is not just that. You couldn't say, well, we get the same results, so it must be the same. So we could say that the world, the world, the world is not in faith. The world is not in faith. And the curse that's in the world is actually the anti-promise. So we have to, to, in order to engage the promises, in order to lay hold of the promises of God, we have to engage faith. Everything has to be changed. Are we off? The audio's off? All right, we'll just keep going. So since the curse is the anti-promise, that means that in order to get the promises into our life, we have to have faith. Everything has to be changed. There's nothing good that's in the world that you could say, I could do without faith and get pretty close. 
Nothing is good on its own. So you go, well, everybody should know that. The world is absolutely hung on this, that we don't need God. We can do good enough. And certainly a lot of the time people hit the standard. But eventually you're going to run into something that will tear you up and you're going to have to have faith. Let's turn to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Let's look in verse 22. This is real powerful. Jesus is detailing here how God made faith to work. As a matter of fact, he said in verse 22, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. So Jesus, whatever he says after that, is going to explain how you can have the God kind of faith. Well, how many of we know that it's going to be right? Whatever he says is going to be right, and it's going to be the formula or the plan or the blueprint uh, for whatever we need to do when we need to go to faith. Uh, have the faith of God. This blueprint that he's fixing to give us in verse 23 and 24 is exactly how it will work for everything, every time, in every situation. It, there's not like this is part of it or hitting at it. This is the whole enchilada, as they say. Everything he's about to say in the next two verses will tell you how to engage your faith. And the, the challenge is, is that it's so simple, it's so rudimentary, it's so basic, so foundational, that you would dis discount it and say, we need more details. And many times it's the details that gets us off because we emphasize things that are just details and make them equal to the foundation. In verse 23, he said, For verily, this is very strong, verily means truly, for verily I say unto you, he's talking about having the God kind of faith. He said, so how do you have that? I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, well, that whosoever is me. That's whosoever is you. It's the same whosoever that's in John 3, 16. Whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Well, we know that's for everybody. So we know that he's given us a patent on faith that anyone can engage, and everyone should engage. There's no small uh, people. There's no... Uh, extra smart people that need a different one. This fits everybody. He says, whosoever shall say into this mountain. <clears throat> a lot of people don't want to talk. They want to just think it. They just want to will it. But he said, if you want to get in the God kind of faith, you're going to have to say to this mountain. And we're going to just assume the mountain means whatever's standing in your way. And we all run into something that we say, that's in my way. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, and then he gets specific, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Well, that's something a mountain would do. He's, he's using the mountain and he's following through. He said, be cast into the sea. Well, actually, you know, your situation, your challenge isn't going to look like the mountain per se, and it's not going to need to go to a per, a per se sea, but it needs to leave. It needs to vacate the premises. And he said, when you do this, how will you know if you did it? 
How will you know if you met the requirements? He said, shall not doubt in his heart. So that means we're going to have to back up and qualify saying to the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea. Because we have to say it in such a way that we do not doubt in our heart. Well, that's pretty powerful. That takes something that's very simple and it puts a pretty high bar on it. But it's a bar we can all reach. Because we, have, we live by the faith of the Son of God. And our faith arises by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we know we have the... the, the if you're going to bake the cake, bake it according to the recipe. And so we got, we got to bake this cake. Well, close enough is close enough. We'll just put some white stuff in it and, 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 and assume it'll come out sweet. Yeah, it might not. Hallelujah. Be thou cast seed does not doubt in his heart. Well, now what's that mean? What does not doubt in your heart mean? Well, he explains that. I mean, this is line upon line. But shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. Well, when you believe those things which you saith shall come to pass, you have eclipsed doubting in your heart. And when you eclipse doubting in your heart, then it means that whatever you told to be removed and to be cast out of your life is going. And he goes on and, and says, this is it. That's, this is the end. The little T-H-E-E-N-D. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So this is, this is hard on religious folks because they want us to have whatsoever God saith. But the responsibility for the God kind of faith, faith of the Son of God, is absolutely on us. But it's absolutely uh, dealing with everything that we have inside of us at the new birth to take care of this. So he says, if you will do this, have the God kind of faith that you will have 100% results. You go, well, why isn't everybody just knocking down this mountain and that? It's because everybody wants to mess and tweak with the recipe. Everybody wants to say, ah, close enough is close enough, when in fact it's not. We know you're not born again until you're born again. And close enough, it doesn't get you. You're, you're a million miles away or you're born again. There's just nothing that's pretty close, like horseshoes and all that. He wants us to live our life by faith. He's acknowledging there's mountains that get in our life. So he, he's not saying this will be unusual or I don't know what you're going to do if a mountain comes. He's saying life is happening with mountains in it. But the supernatural, the life of faith, is living without mountains. And here's what you do. Here's a little checklist, like you're going to take an airplane up, and they, you have to go into the cockpit and go through all the checklists and click all the buttons and move the airlines and all that sort of stuff. Check your landing gear. Well, that's what he's asking you to do here. He says, if you'll just check the checklist, then the mountain will move. It'll move every time. It'll move successfully. It, it may hesitate at first, but as you get where you do not doubt in your heart with perfection or with uh, confidence, even that will start to cease. Then he goes on in verse 24 by saying, therefore. So he's given us all this, have the God kind of faith. Here's how you have the God kind of faith. And then he gives us the results, just so that we'll know we made it to the end. 
We'll know what the end looks like. We'll know how this thing is supposed to look in the spirit. He said, therefore, I say unto you, when you've done verse 22 and 23, what things soever ye desire when you pray, or when you say to the mountain, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. So I think he's talking there about does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which ye say it shall come to pass. He says, believe that ye receive them. So there's another aspect here that fine-tunes some of the broad words that are in 23. He said, believe that ye receive them. <clears throat> so I want to just visit for a few minutes about this faith business, this the faith, the life I live, I now live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He, he said, what things soever ye desire. <clears throat> that would be need or want. We don't need to get that mixed up with separating it between what we want and what we uh, would desire. It's the same word. And when you pray, when you declare, when you say, when you call out, it's all that word too. Uh, believe that ye receive them. What things are them? Well, the things that we desired when we came to the mountain. What's the mountain in front of? Well, it's in front of what I desire, what I need. What, it's in front of the promises. And I want those promises in my life. So I'm going to say that faith, this whole process, 22, 3, and 4, faith is a conviction process. It's a conviction process. It's not a, a uh, mechanical or wrote a uh, list of, uh, of things that we just check them off and go down them and say, okay, check, check, check. There's got to be a conviction in here or the mountain's not going to move. And what things soever you desire when you pray, they will not come to you. So there's a conviction. And here is the part that most Christians do not like when it comes to the simplicity of faith is they, they want God to do it. They want God to just, for us just to say, okay, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. And now you want me to have a conviction about what I just said? And that's where they bail. So they have to, we all have to, we have to go back to faith arises, faith hearkens to the word, to the word of God. Faith arises. Well, if, if it arises, it's got to arise to a certain level. It's got to hearken. It's got to uh, respond to a certain level. And that level would be a conviction, a persuasion. The word of faith that arises is going to have to be a word that has moved us from one place of the mountain in front of us to a place where the mountain is moved. And that is requiring a conviction. Uh, a conviction's in the heart. Faith is in the heart. It's in your spirit. So it's not a mind thing. That's, we, we just say, okay, I, if I feel it, I must have it. I just feel like I'm not doubting in my heart. Well, it, what, there's ways to test that, but we're not talking about things that you feel. We're talking about something that is settled, is engaged, and is unmovable. A conviction. The word talks about uh, conviction being something of strong persuasion. You just, that's it. And we all understand that. 
concerning the new birth, at least in this place, that how you feel does not have anything to do with the new birth and whether you believe that or not. You may wander around in your head, but you're not wandering around with the new birth. And we all know that's got to happen in every area. So, uh, the difference between a conviction and something else would be a preference. Now, obviously, when you engage this, when you say to the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, you, you're involved, you're, you're interested, you're, you have, a, you have a, a willingness to enter the process of faith to get the mountain out of the way. But it's got to meet these requirements of conviction. So what if we don't have a conviction? What if the mountain does not move like we think it should or like we told it to? What is our alternative? Well, a conviction then just says, pay no attention to that. But a preference, a preference wants the mountain to move, but at what cost? Depends on, you know, I hadn't got time for this conviction business. I hadn't got time to let faith arise and, and let the word have its way in my heart and work things out. Preference is of the head. It's of the emotional realm. So you got two realms working here. you got your spirit man with a conviction. The conviction is the word is true. The, the conviction is if I speak to the mountain with conviction, do not doubt my heart. It will move. It's, this, is, this is adios. But preference says, let's negotiate. And we have all been master negotiators with the mountain. And we failed then. And if we don't, we fail to move the mountain. And if we don't know the difference between a conviction and a preference, we will say or surmise that something failed and we're always putting us last in that list. <laughs> we just say, well, it must not be God's will or the Lord's timing or, uh, you know, and when we, we get to flip-flopping when and actually when you get the conviction, it happens. But a preference, not so much. So, being in preference is dangerous because you wish, you want, you think, you desire for the mountain to move, but there's a price to pay in those little details. The details are, shall not doubt in his heart. A conviction does not doubt in its heart. A conviction says, I, this is how it is and it won't be different. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter how many ways you show it to me, that it's not that, I'm, I'm not moving. But a preference is a little more uh, easy going. Uh, we, we could take less, we, we could do it a little different. We, we don't have to have it just like that. And so the problem there, or the challenge is there, you're not in faith. You're engaging it, you've got all the elements there. The mountain's there, you're, you're speaking to it. The whole, every element's being touched, except that does not doubt in his heart. We just, we just doubt in our heart because we haven't made the conviction solid. We haven't made the conviction immovable. It's a preference. We, 
we're going as far and we hope we can move the mountain as far as we're willing to go with our preference. But invariably, the mountain needs to have a does not doubt in his heart speaking to it before it'll move. It's just stubborn. It's just, it knows the voice of faith. It knows the voice of preference, of emotion. And it's just, it's just not moving until we make it move. And we make it move with words of conviction speaking to the mountain. Well, that's easily fixed. Well, easily. It just means you've got to go back into the Word, doesn't it? Because faith arises by hearing. So you've got to go back in the Word. It's like, oh, this stuff doesn't work, or why is God mad at me, or anything. No, it's just a matter of, I don't have a conviction about this. I thought I did, but now that I'm measured by it, I realize that I, I do doubt in my heart. I don't believe those things which I say will come to pass. I hope they will. I prefer they do. It's, uh, it's really, I'd really like to have it. But that's where the fallacy has to be. Is I, don't, I, don't, I do doubt in my heart. And if we were very, very honest, we could discern that. We would, but, but there's something about us that just doesn't like to say, it's me. Lord, it's me. I, 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 your word is true. The mountain has to go. It's in the way. It's got to go. I want it to go. But it's me. And so we have to go back and tweak it or do a major overhaul, however that works. I've been on both ends of that. Where we, and, and it's okay to try to attempt to, to make an effort at it if you're willing not to get knocked down for failure. If you're not willing to say, well, this doesn't, I'm mad at God. And a lot of people are because of that. So if you can't, if you can't handle the failure, you just got to wait until doggone, I'm, I'm in all the way and I'm not moving and I'm not going to speak to the mountain until I can speak and not doubt in my heart, but believe those things which I say shall come to pass. So let's just look at some things this morning. Let's, let's plug in some things, because the Lord wants us in faith in 22. We, we have a lot of things about healing and about finances and about child raising and all those things. We, but none of them will work or none of them will please us if we don't get them by faith. And, and, and the world and most Christians are used to just wallering it in until finally something gets close and we kind of get satisfied with it and say, ah, oh, whatever, and we move on. But the truth is, we should be able to nail that little guy with our faith and move on to the next little guy until we knock them all out. So let's just use some example. What does faith say? What does faith say? Let's use an example and say, I'm paying my rent on time this month. That's a good faith mountain mover. I am paying my rent. Obviously, that's a challenge. Obviously, that hadn't always happened. Uh, it's just here and there or at best. But this month, this month, I say I am paying my rent on time, on time to do the 30th, and I will be in hand, check in hand on the 30th. Let's say that, uh, let's use a, a, a parent. Let's say they have to have child care to go to work. And so they make a decision, a declaration. I have quality child care that fits every aspect of my job. Now that's quite a faith saying right there. Cause we, and so we just, we make the deal that says, 
I will have good child care because child care is run by people that have different agendas and, and it's all over the place, as y'all know, and it could go anyway, but it messes, it messes folks up when their child care goes awry. They got everything else lined up, but their child care. But we're going to say in, in, in this month that we're going to make a faith declaration to the mountain. I have quality child care for my family this this month or this whatever. Number three, I, I, I thought of this. I believe I receive a brand new, never lived in before house. That's my next house. I believe I receive. I set my faith and I meditate the scriptures and the promises. So you go, well, there it is. That's easy. I believed I received and, and it's out there and all this is going on. But then you have to take the are you in faith test because these things take time. And so since it doesn't happen instantly, like a light switch, you can't just go over there and see if it happened or not right away. These things are kind of out there in the in in the moving realm, but they may not be evident that you got what you believed. So here's the here's the are you in faith test? Do you believe you? And we could point to ourselves and say, do I believe me? Now, that'd be a question that only you and I could answer. And it'd be a, a question that would require an intense amount of honesty. Do I believe me? Because the formula in verse 23, he said, does not doubt in his heart. Well, what does that mean, Lord? but believes those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, do I believe me when I said I have uh, a paid for, I have, a, excuse me, I have a brand new house. My next house is brand new. Do I believe me? Well, yeah. Okay. Do you believe, do I believe me when I say I'm going to pay my rent on time this month? Well, sure. Well, we got on that one, we got 30 days to find out if we're in faith or not. A conviction is then when we've settled it. It's just settled. It's just, it's over there in the unmovable area. It's over there in the, we'll never question that. Well, it's over there in the, everything else is wrong when that doesn't look like it's working. We, we go over into that realm. <clears throat> So do you believe you? Do I believe me? A conviction of faith. A conviction of faith is when you, when, when you are believing what you believe. I have a brand new, never lived in before house. That's my next house. And I need to move. Okay, let's take that to the next space. Here we are, down the road a little bit, and we, we think, we believe, we hope that we believe those things which we say shall come to pass. We do not doubt in our heart. But suddenly, right there when you're going to hand over the rent, there is a sale on a coat that you need so bad, and it's a one-day sale, and you need it. And so what happens often? You buy the coat. 
you missed your rent three days, but the uh, landlord's good and it doesn't matter. Uh, but you got your code and, and rent's in there too. Or your child care does dry up. It dries up and so you settle for someone that you'd said, I would never settle for. You live above, you live different. You just say, I got, I'm desperate. I got to have somebody. And it doesn't matter what I said. I got to, I got to jump today. And then finally, in the, lived in a house that's never been owned before, you'll find that if, if your face slips, suddenly you say, you know what's wrong with a good used house? What's wrong with having somebody that's just been there and fixed it up and uh, a good used home? Now, all of these things uh, have consequences. But let's just assume that on all three of them, you're paying your rent on time. Let's just say that you made your rent the next, day, the next week and it worked. The landlord was fine. He was out of town. It didn't matter. So it was just exactly as if you had paid your rent on time, but you didn't. Most people are good with that to say, it happened. Uh, the child care thing turned out perfect. Whoever was keeping a little bit, you go, silly me for worrying about that. Because it turned out fine. Everybody, she brought him back just like God sent him and, and whatever. And then we would say, like I said, what's wrong with a good used house? Now, there's nothing wrong with a good used house. And, and if, you, uh, if, you, if you got a good used house, you could say, God blessed me. And it would be a blessing, but it wouldn't be faith. There wasn't a conviction there. There wasn't an unmovable. It doesn't matter how close it is. It doesn't matter how good it is. It doesn't matter if, even if it's better than what I was believing for. It's not faith. Because you did doubt. And you did not believe those things which you said would come to pass. That you would have those things. You did something else. None of it was faith. Well, it just depends on where you want to live. You can, you can live in the good enough, in the, in the used house, in, the, in the, the late rent, and just say, you know, and you can, re, you can refocus that and say, well, I'm believing for my rent to not necessarily be on time, but that the landlord won't kick me out. You know, you can, you can make this thing fly, but it's, it's all in the emotional realm. It's in the prefer realm. It's in, it's in the, the mind realm, and it's not faith. <coughs> and so it won't, it won't produce for you. It won't produce the promises. It'll just adjust or it'll handle or manage the curses. Verse 24 there in Mark 11 says, Therefore I say to you what things soever ye desire. Believe that ye receive, when you pray, believe that ye receive them. <coughs> and ye shall have them. So let's just, let's find out what that means. Because it's, it's a part of this process of 22, 23, and 24. What about that word, believe that ye receive them? That seems pretty broad and pretty fuzzy. Suppose, 
suppose I, Jonathan, bring me that book. Okay, we're going we're gonna to demo here receiving. So here I am. He's got something that I want, and I am going to receive it. Now, how long did that take? It just took a moment, and I received it. Now, what would you say about this exact moment right now? The book is not in his hand. It's in my hand. What would you say this could be described as? What is the word here? It's not, I'm receiving it. It would be the word, I have received it. I have received it. I have it. Thank you, sir. I have it. I have it. So it's a transaction. It's not a process. It's not something that goes on. It's not something that I could see. I have it. I received it. And now it has been received. Well, let's go back to 24. It says, What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them. Then he puts this little thing in there, and ye shall have them. Well, I have it. I have it. Uh, receiving just lasted a moment. And after the moment was over, the transaction then it becomes, it was received. We're not still receiving. Now, if he still had, had his hand on it, I had my hand on it, and we were sitting there kind of giving a, going back and forth, I have, you know, then you could say he's receiving it. But you wouldn't say it had been received. But that's what faith does. Faith receives it. If it does anything else, faith is the act of receiving more than anything else that's in this whole thing, you have to receive it. You have to make the transaction. But most Christians want to make it a process. I'm waiting on the manifestation. That's a process. Yeah, it comes a little today. It might come a little tomorrow. It's looking good. Oh, no, it fell through. And so the process is all contingent on things that are in the natural realm and that can affect it. But the faith realm says, I received it. So faith is a word for what has happened. Faith is a word for what has happened. Faith is a Bible word, a spiritual word, that is defined by it has already happened. Sounds kind of basic. Faith is a Bible word, a heaven word, for what has already happened. So if I want to say I'm, my faith is working, I have to have a list of things that's already happened. If anything on my list says it's happening, there's a process going on, then I can say, well, yay for the process, and that, you know, whatever. But you couldn't say you were in faith. You couldn't say you had received it until you could say, it's mine. I have it. It's done. Now, people don't like absolutes. People like a little, a little squishy room that where they, 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 if things don't go just good or we run out of time or, or, you know, we don't have, yeah. They want a little bit like, God, give me 
a little leeway. Can you can you give me a little credit on exactly the exactly? And it's like, no, this is one of the few things that has to go that way. You have to receive it. And until you can, you haven't. So you have to go back and get yourself where you can receive it. Does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he saith shall come to pass. Well, that goes back to Romans ten seventeen. Faith arises by hearing. I got to go back and hear the word. Because there's something that's doubting in my heart and it's got to be pushed out, eradicated. It's got to be it's got to be dealt with because it is it is a process that has not yet turned to a transaction. If I can't transact it, then I'm still in the process. What's the process of of uh, have no doubt uh, does not doubt in his heart. That's a process of getting that doubt out of my heart. It's not instant. Once you speak to the mountain and, don't, and believe those things which you say should come to pass, that's instant. But the does not doubt in your heart, <laughs> that's a process. You've got to deal with everything. And you've got to drive it out with the Word of God. Because faith, faith, and that's what we're talking about. Here's Jesus said, have the God kind of faith. So that faith comes by or is, is, uh, is, arises by hearing and hearing the Word. We just got to hear the word more because we've heard the we've heard the mountain make its case. And finally, the mountain says, I, we, we rest our case. Well, then faith, the word has to come in and say, you have no case. This thing's already done. So I said that faith is not things that are close to faith when it says I'm trusting God for it to turn out for me. Now, we, we, we would deny it, every one of us, but we've all been in that little realm where we're just trusting God. We're, we, we're just trusting God. <clears throat> I gave it to God. And they, but that's not in this process of, of uh, the God kind of faith. It could be, I believe it's God's will. I hear this, you do too. I believe it's God's will for this to come to pass. Well, I'm sure it is. But it won't come to pass necessarily, if at all, until we treat it like a mountain that has to go. Uh, I wrote down, believing that God really wants the best for me. Well, yeah, we're his children. We're sons and daughters. Of course he wants the best for us. He's, he's not some perverse God. That, Of course, so that's not faith. That's just logic. That's just not putting God down. Uh, or if you've been in faith for any time at all, you get to saying... Uh, I've had faith in God for years, and He just knows I'm good for it. He just knows, and you just get you just get a little chummy and and ham bony, and and you go, well, you know, this we got a deal. I used to have to dot every I and cross every T, but now the Lord just lets me have a pass. Only if you do not doubt in your heart, but believe those things which you say will come to pass, and that you will have whatsoever you say. That's that's the grace. That's the thing there. So I wrote down, faith is when nothing needs to happen. It's finished. And until you get to that, until you can... It's a short little process. It's three verses. But there's a lot of room in there to get yourself qualified. Not qualified to, to move the mountain, but qualified to 
believe yourself. Believe what you believe. To get off a of preference. Get preference out of your heart. Get preference. The, the word only deals with absolutes. And so that's what we are engaging. So anything, if, if it was just a preference thing, everybody would say, I'm in faith. Any old dog that could hunt could get in faith if it was close enough. But it's not something close enough. It's, it's reserved for believers. <clears throat> so when did Jesus fulfill the promise so we can say it's finished? Well, in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, it says, uh, uh, that you through his poverty might be made rich. It happened. So I can, I can have confidence. I cannot doubt in my heart, but believe those things which I say should come to pass. Because he said, he became poor that I through his poverty might be made rich. 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes you were healed. When did it happen? Am I waiting on God to heal me? Am I waiting on God to send the power? Am I waiting on God to to work some things out with other people that he can't really heal me now because it would mess up somebody else. By his stripes, I was healed. Period. It doesn't really matter what else is going on with anybody else or with hell or heaven or whatever. The word is true, and I, and I make it a transaction and leave everything about the process alone. Amen. We, River Church wants to be a faith church. We want to understand these things. There's nothing inherently good about just saying we, we want what heaven's got. Everybody wants that. It's in saying, God, won't you give me what heaven's got? He sure will. But you got to receive it. you got to receive it. It's out there. But to receive it, you got to qualify. Well, we can do that. Amen. Amen. Well, that's a good word. That's a good word on faith. It's a simple word, but it's a word we all need to be refreshed on. And so we will. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate your support of the River Church broadcast. God bless you. Got me? Okay.